Welcome to the Long Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barbley. Not sure if it's been a while since I last did a recording. I recall putting the Emmy Khan conversation in the feed recently, so hopefully you enjoyed that. I had the opportunity of chatting with Steve Grant, who's a gentleman who I always enjoy chatting with, but don't always get the opportunity to chat with. And what's fascinating with Steve is that he has this project. He's based in Arizona currently. He and I, in many regards, I think our lives have mirrored each other, at least associated with the, I don't know what one would call it, maybe forced eviction or just not living in the UK anymore. But he is very much an Anglophile, and the fact that he created a virtual world for a little English town, very similar to the towns he knew in Somerset. I mean, this whole thing just struck me as very curious because he lives in Arizona. And I certainly think he could live in the UK. I don't know why he doesn't live in the UK. We didn't get that to that level of conversation in the Biota chat that I just posted. But we did have a nice chat at the end. And I think what interests me through this, I was caught this morning while I was getting ready, which I do on a Sunday morning anyway, that narrowboating was such a large part of my thought processes through COVID being this opportunity to get on a narrowboat and pursue the English countryside in a very leisurely pace. And this thing was quite striking because there were a number of YouTubers that created narrowboating videos and analysis blogs, for want of a better term, through the pandemic. And all of them, I think, to a T, no longer do anything associated with narrowboating. There was a phenomena associated with violence on the canals and just the wrong kind of people mixing in. I mean, it is very much a escapist kind of lifestyle in some regard. And I think people were realizing very quickly that the people they were trying to escape from were also joining them on the canals, which was a very curious phenomenon. It was never really explicitly editorialized in any of the YouTube video clips, but came through some direct correspondence with various YouTubers over a period of time. And I do wonder what happened to that dream. I mean, literally, I was drying myself this morning, applying my fragrance. We'll talk a little bit about that in my rules are better, but I was there just caught in the moment that I don't even think about narrowboating anymore. I mean, as I look up to my books, I do have a few narrowboating maps or maps of the canal system. I used to have a lot more. I gave a bunch to listener Conocytes Bowen just because it didn't appear applicable in my life going forward. Now, somewhere in the foreseeable future, the distant future, the dark and distant future, a series of unknowns which would get me, my daughters and my wife back to the UK in some way. Who knows if that'll ever happen. But the idea of them being on a narrowboat still, eh, I don't mind it. I mean, I don't find it offensive. I think the one thing that you don't see through the narrowboating videos, which I was very sensitive to, is the smell. Obviously, you have toilet facilities and these kind of things which have to be cleaned out. And I think the smell of toilet through the narrowboat is something that I... I don't know, I just assumed would probably be the case with the view that these YouTube videos were very, I don't know, just the best possible opportunities associated with narrowboating and missing out on all the, the negatives, which you couldn't specifically see. There was a fellow, actually, now I think of it, called Robbie Cummings, who I was subscribed to on and off and eventually did give me a shout-out for being a patron of his. But uh, I don't know what ever happened to him. I mean, he did TV shows and things like that as well. They all had means of augmenting income, basically, because you had to when you lived on a narrowboat. I mean, the nine to five, some of them did live nine to fives, and some of them were in London, which enabled them to, you know, do their day jobs in London and then go to the narrowboats in the evening and sleep on the narrowboats. Like, basically, like it was an apartment that they were renting out, but an apartment on the water that they could move around. So, you know, a few of them were in that position. But I just reflected this morning that narrowboating isn't even part of my thinking. Like, it used to be a large part of my thinking, just because 
you get these amazing visuals for extended periods of time at a, well, I don't know what it is, maybe three miles an hour kind of pace. So a very slow putting pace. Anyway, that was the first topic that I wanted to cover this morning. The second topic I wanted to talk about is that I've been reworking three books, which I've talked about in prior recordings, but this the three books are Just Playing Chaos, the Just Playing Chaos role-playing game, and Field of Chaos, the Elan's writing, or Field of Chaos Jungle, which ironically, my mother actually edited. I mean, this is going to be really the main reason of releasing this text, and it's something which has been a long time coming. I mean, I wrote the text in 1993, so we're literally talking about 30 years now. And to have my mother's particular insight in it, she does a, a variety of very curious things in the edit, which I know very much is my mother's hand. I don't know if anyone who is reading it in the future will be able to see that. But the nature of these books is they're just stocking stuffers. They have that level of importance, but I wanted to get them out in a slightly better form because the form they were currently on, I just, well, I couldn't really sign off on it. And, you know, thankfully I was able to shut down those sales. But the importance of the field of chaos writing is very curious it's kind of an homage to an old tom which i think is something i'm willing to maintain i'm not sure if these books will be like the music the music actually has a net cost to me on a kind of annual basis i hit renewal fees associated with getting the music online that's something that i've maintained i don't know in the future whether i'll continue to maintain it or well what value does it have to me well it has some value to have the music online and accessible for anyone if you haven't listened to any of my music just type my name into your music streaming platform of choice and you'll have quite a selection of music to listen to but anyway my hope is with the new on-demand printing service that i'm going to use with regards to these books that it will be of zero cost to me and it will give an opportunity for folks in the future if they want the digital version at least to download it but also if they want the physical version to get the physical version and peruse it at their leisure so these things are small parts of my day-to-day, but certainly something that I wanted to resolve in the foreseeable future to still have something online that was something at least that I would co-sign for want of a better term on. But getting my mother's edit, I mean, she was here, uh, what, probably about a month ago, and as she was reading through the old Field of Chaos writing, she had a strong narrative associated with the fact that a lot of the stuff that's implicit in the Field of Chaos writing is something that she now completely agrees was a possibility and the nature of this writing is ultimately it's some kind of screwed up adventure story fundamentally it's a holiday that was not a holiday in any way shape or form but i think now it certainly has a resonance to me that needs to be put out in some form and the gentleman who asked me to remove him from the writing well the old field of chaos there he is i'm not interested in removing that and one out of three books strikes me as a small amount to actually have that person in but in contrast between just playing chaos and field of chaos there should be some striking contrast that the readers will pick up on if they're willing to delve into this particular kind of adventure story well when you record these podcasts sometimes you forget topics and this was a topic that i actually had forgotten about because perhaps it was just under narrow boating and a general rule of thumb associated with the stuff that i want to discuss my evenings have changed pretty dramatically and i was thinking about that specifically because the biota recordings are returning to a certain degree of frequency and i don't find myself actually actively working on my simulations in the evening currently i'm instead watching youtube clips and this kind of stuff so it's very strange to i know i'm going to return to my simulations in a period of time i went back and had a look at them through the week just to remind myself of the graphics engines that are part of these particular things and realized that I originally was going to return to it when I bought a laptop, which was a strange thing to, you know, peg, 
portion of your, I don't know, vocational interests in. But uh, yeah, the aim was to return to the simulation when I had a dedicated laptop that had one of these M2 processors in it and wouldn't get hot so I could actually do my simulation work without having to deal with an additional heat source, which certainly in the summers in Las Vegas, you don't want an additional heat source in your evening. You want things to kind of cool down as much as possible. But anyway, I wanted to record this footnote just to say that it is rather curious with the Biota podcasts kind of rising up once again out of the ashes that i don't know smoldering ashes of many years of waiting and yet mysteriously through this thing i am not doing my own simulation currently i think i'll return to it at some stage it's just the nature of what my evenings are what my days are and just kind of fitting together what the evening will provide but yeah my hope is somewhere in the next couple of months to probably i don't know whether it'll be through a new laptop i don't know what shell or form it will take but i am missing doing my simulations periodically and the quality of YouTube that I'm seeing currently just indicates that I probably should augment my evenings in a way that feels good. So I found this recording and just added it on. Apologies for the slight disconnection, but Tom Barbalay in Las Vegas, Nevada, signing out.